Welcome to One Nation Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Boyd. And thank you for listening. One Nation Sports. Yeah, what's good? This is Wale, and this is One Nation Radio. Yeah, you know. Welcome to One Nation Radio. James, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Just, uh, you know, just the clock's t- striking down on here. It's the final countdown. Uh, we're up against the clock doing this or doing this at what? Like 6.59. It is a minute till 7 and 8 o'clock. Uh, the, Wiz- the Warriors versus the Cavs. So we're going to run this down real quick. Well, you know, they're going to have the national anthem and all that. So we might have a little bit of time. But um, getting straight into it. Um, not really going to talk about Monday Night Raw too much. Uh, it was, you know, just a standard, you know, type thing. A couple of things we're going to talk about. But the first thing we're going to get into is um, Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan from Fastlane. Um, the fallout and everything. So, James, what did you think of that match? Um, Like, I'm almost at a point now where I got to start watching these pay-per-views with you and Josh. Because, like, <laughs> it's hard to, like... I'm. It's hard to like pay attention to them like that. Every time I watch matches, I watch matches or whatever, or main events or big matches around Josh <laughs> or and you. Like the match when I watch it by myself is so much better when I watch it the second time. Oh lord, this man, I hate it on me. No, I'm. I'm just saying. Like, it's just like it's it's a lot of conversation is taken away. It's like distracting away from. The match, which is why we're there to begin with. Uh, I mean, obviously, I'm joking. I'm, you know, all my boys. I'm gonna kick it with y'all, but uh, yeah, man, it's a really good match. It was solid throughout. I mean, it started kind of, um, it started at a methodical pace, but other than that, there was really not not much complaint. Yeah, um, Brian really took it to him, like on offense, and you know, there were a lot of different points where we said. Oh my God! They're turning down Brian Hill. I can't believe this. I, I remember you saying that specifically, but it was yeah. just, it was really aggressive, and I liked it. And you know, rumor is that they put um, Reigns with Brian because Brian is one of the more physical guys on, on the roster and to get yeah. him ready for Lesnar or whatever. But you know, that's a whole nother beast. Lesnar, you're pretty much just gonna be falling on your head um, the whole time. Yeah, <clears throat> like that's there's a difference between a guy that like you know. Or throw you a stiff, you know, throw you stiff shots, you know, and, and you know, a guy that just all he wants to do is dump you on your head. <laughs> yeah, um, so. the crowd in um, in Memphis. I don't know if it was Mike wrong or anything like that, but most of the night, you know, they they really just they didn't sound like they were into it. But um, in the, uh, in the main event, I rewatched that match today. It looks like you know. It was a standard Brian, you know. They had he had the yeses going and everybody, but it was, uh, it was odd because Brian dominated so much of it. You could just tell the other we were waiting for the other shoe to drop, um, and it right. was it was just them trafficking hope, like as we mentioned before. Um, I don't like my emotions played with, James. <laughs> You know what's funny? Obviously, you know, they're both faces, but it was set up in, the, in like, you know, typically, you know, starting out strong or throughout the duration of a match when it's, like, considered two guys that are equal and it's a heel and a face. They heel, like, is a guy that is on, on top most of the match. Mm-hmm. That's how Daniel Bryan was. And also, just to get him to, you know, like, to me, the story is Bryan went into it feeling like 
you're not aggressive enough. You don't have what it takes mentally or or as far as just, you know, or you're, and you're not as good a wrestler as me. And then you saw this, you saw certain things he did, whether it was, you know, um, trying to put him in uh, the surfboard, uh, whether it was, uh, you know, the kicks. The Indian death lock, um, all that other yeah. stuff on the mat. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I really think um, by the time they were both, you know, um, trading between kicks and, and forearm shots, that's when you knew, like, okay, like, that's that's the level that Reigns, in the storyline, like, Reigns has another gear that we just had, quote-unquote, never seen before, and Brian brought it out of him. And, you know, our initial thoughts at the finish, it was like, I, I was so defeated. Like, I had told you guys it was a stark difference from the Royal Rumble where I was fired up, just like, I'm going to drop 10,000 words on these boys. But I couldn't, I couldn't even say anything. Like, it was just like... It was so disheartening just as a, you know, as a Daniel Bryan fan. And I, you know, normally you, we don't really get caught up in individual guys like that. But Daniel Bryan's special. And I think WWE knows that. But they just, they're just not it, seeing it. Them know, No, them knowing <clears throat> it and them uh, taking advantage of it. Um, more than real, more than one year or two years in a row is a different thing. Um, I don't necessarily agree with their decision to go with Reigns to start him out in this, you know, this way. But I mean, is their company is their prerogative? It's uh, I don't agree, and I'm you know, like everybody has their you know their favorites or whatever. Ryan's probably you know other than Randy Orton, like he's like of the guys as we started watching him. Those are my two top, my two favorite guys to watch wrestle. Um, but you know, like he'll, you know, he'll get his shot around. Like he has to move up and down with the company. Like, you know, th- like think of it this way right now, we have John Cena stuck doing the honors for Rusev right now. So oh my God. You know, everybody has, a, everybody has a role <laughs> at, at different points. And, you know, like we'll, I will get I, to that. Yeah. He'll get, he'll get back around. Like, I feel like he'll be, he'll be back on top again. Because, <clears throat> you know, given what we know, you know, with this rain thing, like, it's gonna. They're gonna have to do a lot of things um, to keep him hot. Like it's gonna take a lot of you know Bray Wyatt's and Seth Rollins and you know whoever else they have on that hill chain to keep him hot. So like we don't know how long this is actually gonna last with Reigns or whatever. I'm not saying that. I'm hoping or wishing you know for him to have a short run because honestly, like if he ends up with a short with a short run, they're gonna be scrambling and they you know like it doesn't seem like they're the best you know best panic, you know, scramblers after, you know, trying to figure out what they're doing. So, you know, hopefully this works out for them. Right. Um, speaking of long runs, like, is this basically, is this, did WWE finally defeat the yes movement? You know, um, just, just with the apathy and, you know, fans feeling defeated everywhere, like it just doesn't matter. And, or is this just like, um, well, like we're putting a bookmark in this chapter. Well, I think honestly, what happened is we're we're talking about a we're talking about a guy the most universally liked guy in the company currently versus a, like the third, the second or third most liked guy in the company. You know what I mean? Like it's in whatever order you want to choose as far as like being a face. It's Daniel, it's Daniel Bryan. You would say one as far as across the board, whether it comes to the kids, the women, the men, the diehards, the casual fan that tunes in or whatever because of his chant alone, right? And then you get Cena and Reigns, whatever order, and probably, most likely, Cena number two, still. And then you have Reigns at three right now, and the issue is, like, 
it was just a situation where people were just upset with Reigns because they haven't seen enough from him. Like, they were seeing more and more of him. So, it's, okay, he just had a very, very good match with, with, with Daniel Bryan. Like, he, you know, we can't say he can wrestle. Like, that's ridiculous. I, like, is he not as good as a Seth Rollins? Obviously. But, like, he's just a, it's just a situation where it was a bummer. Like, the guy that we wanted, it, it wasn't what we got. Right. And at this point, like now, like even though, <clears throat> even though he um he's not number number one, like he was still loved by a lot of people. So, like eventually, we're gonna have to get over that. There's a lot, a lot of people. It seems upset. like you know, it seems like we have to deal with it. Like unless you you know, like that's what they want, and it's not like they're put, like he's doing you know terrible stuff either. Um. Did did you get a chance to check out that uh the long Dave Meltzer piece? Like, yeah, I, yeah, I read both that you posted. Yeah, yeah, like it's that just like it's stuff that we've you know kind of said to each other. Like, man, this feels mighty strange. Like, you know, this Bret Hart or Lex Luger type thing, but it's just it the way he broke it down was just so. Um, I don't even know how to describe it. It was just like damn. It was damning. For me, I feel like Reigns is in a situation where because you know, everybody always goes back to the past and try to look at parallels and analogies. Mm-hmm. Like Reigns is in a better shape than Lex Luger was back then because Lex Luger was stuck in a situation of like or like the parallel would be like, well, you say he's Luger because Roman Reigns could be considered the next John Cena the same way Lex Luger was supposed to be considered the next Hulk Hogan, right? Yeah. But ultimately, like they're in a better spot with their talent around somebody to actually make somebody stay, stay on top for a longer period of time. than, let's say Luger after 94 and it's like, all right, after you fight Brett or Sean, like what else do you have? Like hopefully like undertakers face like Brett, like Owen Hart really is only like hot when he's around his brother. What do we really have? What are we really talking about right now? Yeah. So like, but the rain situation is like, the rain situation is like he's an unfortunate situation because it's Brian. Like if Brian if Brian wasn't on TV, I don't think we like I still don't think he'd be getting this kind of like backlash or at least the backlash at Royal Rumble. And then I mean it's Wayne then as far as hearing the crowd reactions, but it's just because like you know it was red hot people just being red hot heat mm-hmm. when you know he won the Rumble, and then you know now we're a month away from that, so obviously they can't be just as mad. Yeah. Um the the crazy thing is it's just like it sends a bad message to everyone. Like he brought up the point of basically Vince doesn't want to go against um Brock breaking the streak and the whole thing reason he broke the streak was to have Reigns be the one to beat Lesnar and nothing was going to change it. Like you know, basically Austin could have showed up, you know, uh, like the parallel to Austin, pretty much what Dan Ryan was. And it just wasn't going to happen. And I mean, that could, I like, I don't, okay. Do I think that Vince stuck to his guns because that, that's what the plan was? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't necessarily think that it was uh, I need to, you know, I feel like more of it was I need to build the perfect monster and then I'm going to have a guy I'm going to have somebody be the guy to to slay the monster and like 
my company is like I'm got I'm transitioning Cena away, even though he's still the top guy as far as selling merchandise. I still have to like move him to the side in a role that like the role that I kind of sort of wanted for Hulk Hogan that he never accepted, right? Right. So like I have Reigns, he's clearly the next guy <laughs> in his in Vince's mind. Like I guess I have to feed to get him like you know the all time over like get him his WrestleMania moment. I have to have him face Brock Lesnar. Like, same thing with how Daniel Bryan's left out of the main event picture or man, left out of any type of, like, high high marquee match at WrestleMania right now. Yeah. If, J- if Daniel Bryan had won, where would Roman Reigns be? Yeah, and I asked that question, um, I want to say, last week. Yeah, and then after that, right, you tell me what's worse for the company. Daniel Bryan, who regardless of whatever happens, you know he's going to be all right, right? Or Roman Reigns just, or the guy that you think is going to be your future, just laying, just this, in the, just in a wasteland of intercontinental title uh, or trip, or uh, fatal four way matches or fighting Sheamus. Could have fought Rusev, you know, but I think that would actually be that's, that's seen this guy now, so right, like, that's right. not even an option. Yeah, I, th- I th- like personally, I thought that would if Reigns was the one, you know, that was going to end up beating Rusev at some point. I think that would have been a better spot for him this year. But well, um, I think we but both thought that was, they went somewhere else with it. But I was like, but they went somewhere else with it. So you know, I think we honestly thought at a certain <clears> point <throat> it was either Cena or Reigns that that was going to take out Rusev. So um, is Daniel like? I don't know if you read the spoilers or anything, but um, Daniel Bryan and Wade Barrett are fighting on SmackDown this week, um, and <laughs> I'm pretty sure Daniel Bryan beat that man. Um, so. Is Daniel Bryan really going to be in the Intercontinental Title picture? Because this is totally this is totally wrong. Like, and I'm seeing these um, theories out on, on the uh, online. Oh, that's that's what we need. We need a, a main event guy with the uh, with the Intercontinental Title. No, we don't. It just needs well, to be. Go ahead. The thing that would make that <clears throat> like that that would jive with, that would like not match up with that sentiment would be the fact that. Generally speaking, like all the great Intercontinental champions were guys that use that as a springboard to, to be the champion and then drop that belt and then go on to be being in the like race for the heavyweight title. Right. Right. So like now that's like hustling backwards because like he he likes like I believe he was U.S. champion at one point. Right. Yes. In like 2010. Yep. The Intercontinental title yeah. is the only belt he hasn't had. Yeah, like if you if you were to say it this way, like back when there was a brand split, right, and he was the heavyweight champion um, on SmackDown, like that was essentially the Intercontinental Championship at that point, as far as like being the number two belt in the company. Yeah, like he used that, got beaten eighteen seconds, and then springboarded over, and then all of a sudden, like you know, a year and change later, he wins the the, the belt from Cena at SummerSlam, right. right? So like he sort of already did that, except it just wasn't with that particular belt. Right. And like now that he's already, you know, a main eventer, like he's one of the three guys in the company, like whereas like for him to come down is like a step down, like maybe it does add something to it, but other than the fact that his name is in the match, but to be honest, like I'd probably rather see him face Sheamus. Yeah. Um he I I rewatched the Extreme Rules match with him and Sheamus and it's awesome. Um it's a fantastic match. <laughs> like, I, like dude that's one of my favorite match. That's my that might be my favorite Daniel Bryan match. Might be like there's always a CM Punk match. There's always a Cena match. Mm-hmm. 
and you know the TLC match of the Shield debut, but like, the, like that was my first match. I was like, oh, that's what everybody sees in him. Because remember, we came to it like he's just like a vanilla midget type of thing when we first heard about like how he was always like highly ranked in these year things when he was wrestling at Ring yeah, of Honor. Yeah, we were, we were pulling else. up his Wikipedia. It was like best technical wrestler of the year for like ten years straight or something. And I was like, no way, yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, it's like, okay, I saw him on SmackDown. I was like, okay, he's cool. I like I like him. But I was like, I don't see, like, why he's like this, This, you know, everybody basically saying he's a genius, right? And then, you know, two out of three falls, like, oh, that's why, that's why people think he's a genius. Because he actually is. That's, that match is unbelievable. Right. Um, well, one of I, the best pay-per-views that we've had in the last, since we started watching again, too. Yeah. Um, as far as the Intercontinental title goes, to go back to that, I just think, you know, if they made a mid-card guy a champion and had him not lose every single non-title match, maybe the belt would look strong. Just a theory. That's true, but the thing is, uh, that only, like, right now, Wade Barrett, they gave him the belt when he came back to take off of Ziggler because Ziggler had to be involved in this whole thing with uh, Rowan and Ryback getting fired and coming back that they need the belt on TV. Like, he's clearly a transitional champion. Yeah, they like they like because you know we thought okay well, it was gonna be you know Barrett versus Ambrose and Ambrose was gonna take the belt off him like we that wasn't even a question whether or not <laughs> he was going to was like just a win right and obviously they had to you know book Ambrose being you know a, a dumb person again so <laughs> we'll, we'll get to Ambrose later but um but keep going like you know Roman Reigns stepped up huge in that match against Daniel Bryan but. I'm just concerned what's going to happen when Daniel Bryan's out of the picture. Um, he doesn't have Daniel Bryan, you know, calling, you know, the spots for him and making him look very good. He's, you know, Reigns versus Lesnar is now official. That's that's what we're looking at. And yeah. it ain't changing. Um, what's going to happen? Like, like how's this going to go? Is this just going to be Goldberg part two? I don't like okay like I really feel like this whole thing comes down to whether or not fans like whether or not it leaks out that Lesnar's resigned or not as if Lesnar going to the UFC like that match doesn't have a chance because it's one thing it's one thing when it's, it's Daniel Bryan versus uh <clears throat> it's one thing when it's Daniel Bryan versus uh Roman Reigns in Memphis Tennessee it's not necessarily like the smartest or smart mark hardcore fan internet website crowd in the world. Right. It's WrestleMania, which is like as, you know, people fly in for everywhere, spend money on them tickets every single year and show up and do all, you know, all those activities in whatever uh, city they're in. And it's, it's the smart, it's the, it's the smart ass snarkiest of the smart, you know, internet fans. So, the internet convention. It's not- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, it's, you know, I'm pretty much in WWE. Actually, that's pretty much like it is. That's a wrestling convention a year. Like everybody is in whatever city they, you know. So, like you already know, it's going to happen. If they find if we don't have a deal on the table, it's going to be like first off, it's a guy that shouldn't be in a main event. Like I can I, I can hear the Hill Book trailer being made right now for WrestleMania main event. <laughs> I, I can hear it right now. The the guy that nobody the guy that nobody wants in the title picture versus. The guy that's leaving uh, the, the for for real fighting, uh, you know, and then it's gonna be a whole bunch. Like it's just gonna be bad. Like it has potential to be just bad, all the way around. 
Like, I would say, like, don't, there's, I mean, obviously, you have the cash option, which leads, you know, the cash in option, as always. Um, you have the possibility, like, what happens if they let Brock leave, drop the belt, and then it's a vacant title? What happens if that Brock was- decides to shoot? <laughs> you know, what happens if Lesnar decides he wants to look strong going into UFC? <laughs> but what I'm saying is, yeah, but I, I agree. But what I'm saying is, like, it's not like a, it's not, it It looks about as much of a foregone conclusion as there could be, but there's still some, it's still not a one or the other thing. Like, there's, there are three options on the table still. Right. Um, the promo next night, the next night on Raw from uh, Daniel Bryan, um, off the heels of the handshake and the you better go kick his ass. Was it too much? Because I, I just couldn't take um, WWE making Daniel Bryan go out there and give Roman Reigns a blowjob in the, in the middle of the ring. Um, what, did, what did you think of it? I loved all of it up until he said the sir part. And I was like, okay, sir, that's odd. <laughs> <laughs> You're older than him. That's odd. <laughs> and then he gets out the ring. And then and this. <laughs> And then Paul Heyman calls him sir again, calls him sir as well. Yeah, and, and, I, and I tweeted a picture that. of sir from Color Purple. Oh, my God. And then he cuts this promo saying he's better than every, like, all-time great wrestler in their peak year, pretty much, in WWE history. Yes. Like, starting from San Martino on, it was like, okay, you need to stop this shit. This is ridiculous. Wait, that's bullshit, and, Paul. Uh, it did... And the thing was, like I was saying to you in a conversation, like after Raw was just, they did him no, they did raise no favors by 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 Heyman doing that. Like Heyman was supposed to put him over by you know talk like how he did on that like the quote unquote Snowgate episode of Raw, mm-hmm. where he just talked about the lineage and how he's legit because of the lineage and the family and the Rock and you know and how he was the powerhouse of the Shield. Right. And what he did in like in Royal Rumbles, like that was that was his claim to fame. Like you can't take that stuff that's legitimate. You can't take that away from what at all. But when you get into my money you know, is on Roman Reigns. Yeah, like the like he could beat the Rock in '98. <laughs> uh, or, I'm sorry, the Rock. I'm sorry, the Rock in '99. Austin in '98. Triple H 2000. Cena in his heyday. It's like, hey man, if the Rock wanted to wanted to right now, he could call Vince and be like, hey, I want to be champion. I want to do. I want to like do all the pay per views like Brock did. He'd be champion right now if he wanted to. Yep, to the detriment of the so business. Like, <laughs> so like, so like, I don't understand. Like, so I don't understand why he would say that because you know one of the things that why Heyman is so beloved is because he doesn't treat us like we're stupid. Yeah. Like, just a couple more people that um. You know, just weird. You know that Roman Reigns would also defeat. You know, uh, Roman Reigns versus Michael Jordan. Uh, my money's on Roman Reigns. You know, yeah. Roman Reigns versus Jesus. My money's on Roman Reigns. And you, you, and you can stop right there, and we can move into another subject. <laughs> you don't. You don't want no more. Nope. Nah. With it, I mean, once you start bringing up Jesus, we're we're, we're good. We're done. Yeah. Um, Oh, this one more. Roman Reigns versus Joe Jackson's belt. My money's on Roman Reigns. All right. Yeah, that's it. Um, But John Cena versus Rusev. Um, Rewatched that match today. Uh, Wasn't as bad as I originally thought. Um, Rusev cheated for the first time. 
I, it, w- it was shocking. Um, what did you think about this whole thing? Uh, I mean, I, I, I had issues with the match because John Cena just has no chill. But um, <laughs> Should we give him a megaphone to call his matches with? <laughs> exactly. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> like, if you go, like, in one of, like, because you know how they have uh, Bachamania, so you can see all his greatest hits. Yeah. Bachamania, every time they do their segment, when they talk about people talking, like, you can see, hear what they're saying in the ma- match, calling the match. Cena's always, always on it. Like, he's on the more, he's like the biggest offender of yelling out shit in the middle of the ring and making obvious where you can see his face and his mouth when he's calling stuff. Uh, but, you know, whatever. But uh, it's just, I thought, you know, given what they were going to do, that's like, okay, and given those two in the ring, that's about as good as you can do it. Why does everyone pass out derusive? Oh, my God. That's, everyone passes out. All right, so what what what's the total number are we at on people passing out from the accolade? <sighs> I'm sorry, the accolade or accolade? I forgot which one Cena called it on, on Monday. He called it the accolade. Yeah, and it's the accolade, right? Yeah, he he was still feeling the effects. Um, <laughs> or he just didn't actually remember his actual uh, finish move because that's a dumb name for a camel clutch. I, be- I believe Jack Swagger did. Um, yeah, Swagger did yeah, probably twice. I want to say Big E at one point passed out. Yes, he did. Big Show possibly passed out, or Mark Henry, one of the two. Mark Henry did. On Raw. Yeah, he did. I think Big Show may have, but it's the same. Like, all the Roots of Fuse are the same. Like, when are we going to get something new? Yeah. Um, We might be stuck with him, James. Yeah, yeah. Like, I I got a question, though, right? I I, I just popped in my head today. Like so, are we all we doing besides like so when we're building all these all these hills? Like you look at the face stable, we're just talking about the top three guys. Mm-hmm. In your mind, like give me, just name me like the you ain't gotta be ranked or whatever. Just give me like the names of like the top hills in the company right now. Um, I would say Rollins, um, mm-hmm. not counting Lesnar, right? Not count Lesnar. Okay, Lesnar, Rollins, uh, Wyatt, Rusev, uh, Triple H. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets it gets sticky from there. Big Show Kane, Big Show Kane, uh, Luke Harper, um, yeah, Barrett, yeah. Um, all right, you can stop it right there, right? Why are so many of of these hills all monster hills? It's what they they build on what they know how to do. Like, it's just, like, okay, we have, you mean to tell me the four top, I'm sorry, four to five top heels in the company. I'm sorry, four, sorry, the ones that wrestle, right? Brock Lesnar, monster heels. Seth Rollins, like, the only not like non-monster heel. Rusev, Wyatt, like, what are we doing here? Yeah, and those guys got to look obviously, strong to be monsters. Obviously, they, obviously, they're all, you know, Lesnar is nothing like like why why is nothing like Rusev and you know, but like why are, why can't we find any other guys that aren't gigantic that aren't you know what's going on? That's a good question, uh, and it's every because I don't know. Well, we'll see what they do with Sheamus when he comes back. 
So that's true. We'll see what but, they do with Sheamus. But if you think of it this way, right? Like if they're all monster heels, that means they gotta be strong, right? Yep. So when do the faces get a chance to be strong? Never. Only one of them gets the only only one or two of them gets to be strong. That yeah, like it, it, like everybody else is getting fed to these monster hills. Obviously, you know, Lesnar not on there, but there's still plenty of there's plenty of like uh, Bray Wyatt and Rusev, especially Rusev. Rusev out here come out here and, and smash out everybody. Yeah, drag you clean. <laughs> um. <clears throat> What uh what gimmick match would you would you most like to see him in at WrestleMania or stipulation match? I know I what I would match. like to see. And I quit match, so I know Rusev ain't gonna win. Look, I I like to see a match <laughs> where if Rusev loses, he goes back to Russia. Like <laughs> leave loser leaves town match. How about that? Other okay, so other than like Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins, has anybody been booked better than Rusev since he's been up? Rusev is undefeated. No, yeah, <laughs> Rusev's probably been booked so, better than both of them. Uh, I see you like they, like he's a heel that like only cheated once to win. Like he rolls out the ring to set up matches. Like he, it's it's really it's really interesting. Also, more of the Monster Hill thing. NXT champion right now is a Monster Hill. I just think he's a bully. I don't. I don't know if you've seen what he did on um on NXT, but this man, NXT. yeah, this man like pulled Alex Riley from commentary and like threw him over the table. It was ridiculous. Like <laughs> it was ridiculous. Like I think Alex Riley's gonna start wrestling again and fight Kevin Owens, or whatever. Like as his TV program or whatever. Like it's gonna be interesting. But he's a completely different. You know, guy than all those other dudes. Like he's flipping yeah, but, and shit. But it's still the whole thing. Like gigantic dude, bad guy. Like, and he's you know, and he's made to look strong. Right. Uh, well, what we're gonna do? We're gonna wrap up this first segment. We'll be back and talk about Triple H and Sting, Bray Wyatt and Undertaker, and this week's news and wrestling, uh, including Randy Orton being back. Dean Ambrose being dumb, give Divas a chance, and Rey Mysterio officially gone from WWE. So, we will be back. This is One Nation Radio. Listeners of One Nation Radio, the best listeners in the world at what they do. This is Rich, writer for WhatCulture.com, PWMania.com, and SocialSuplex.com. And I just have a few things I gotta mention to you while you guys are listening to this beat. Before we get back to the show, while you're enjoying the show, I'm sure you're thinking, man, how can I help these guys out? They seem pretty cool. Well, there's a few things you can do, and they don't take long at all. We don't have a machine behind us or anything, um, so we just need you to subscribe to One Nation Radio on iTunes. And make sure you rate it five stars. If you enjoy it, leave a rating. Um, tweet it to us at One Nation Radio, and we'll give you a shout-out on the show. Um, words can't express how important this is. Um, it gets the show to more listeners and helps grow our profile in the podcast world. If you would like to donate monetarily to One Nation Radio, visit onenationradio.podomatic.com and click the PayPal button on the right side. Anything you guys would be willing to give is a blessing. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter. We do live tweeting on most Mondays and pay-per-views at One Nation Radio. DangerRich32 with two R's and at James Boyd ONR. If you're a fan of the show and you would like to book us on your podcast, 
drop us an email, radio1nation at gmail.com, or hit us up on the um, instant messenger on Twitter. Um, if you'd like to read any of my articles on the aforementioned sites, you can find them all at richladderwrestling.com, where my archive is. Um, I appreciate everyone listening to the show. Um, let's get back to it. Welcome back to One Nation Radio. Um, so we um, got Triple H and Sting. The leather jacket is back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now you called it, Jay. You called it. You, you can't tell someone sucking in a suit. Well, I, you know, I didn't get the. Obviously, I was, you know, being um, being very facetious with the whole sucking thing. But like the leather jacket, I was like, we you might need to see the leather jacket. I was interested. It was really great, uh, like from like symbolic wise, like symbolism, just to see like the sledgehammer versus the bat. Uh huh. Especially because we hadn't seen the bat, so I figured like that they just weren't going to do it like that. Like I, I, I was very that was like my most exciting moment of Fastlane was seeing the bat. That's amazing. That, that's I know it was very sappy and sentimental, but like that's my dude. And, you know. Yeah. Put the bat to your chin. What you gonna do now? Yeah. What the fuck you gonna do about it? Uh, <laughs> can, can Sting do anything like like Sting's not a mute? Like he's a good talker. He um can can he say anything? Like would you like to hear him say anything in this feud? I know I would. Um, uh, is it, okay. Like he if he said like one sentence. Then fine, but like I don't want him. I don't want him giving a promo. I don't need a monologue from Sting. I just need like a word or two. Yeah. Like honestly, <laughs> for me, you stupid. <laughs> honestly, for me, I I would just I, I'd be like, hey man, you haven't talked yet. You don't need to talk. Just go out there. Yeah, and that's how he showed up too at, in Memphis. He just walked out there. And, and honestly, like that music is that terrible. Have- yeah, I was about to say honestly, and if they're you know they're doing plenty of surprises like you know giving them the bat after so much time, can we get like the Sting Crow music, please? I love because like I can't, I can't deal with this music. It's just awful. Yeah, it's just like generic monster heel. Like that could be Russo's music easily. And the thing is weird about it is you know it's not like a, a rights thing because they clearly have the rights because they did that commercial with Sting with the like uh, with yes. the um, cover and it's in the video the game orchestra cover of that music. yeah like they have the rights to it. <clears throat> um, Triple H gave Sting pretty much the Godfather speech about his legacy, and you know, um, I heard it joked on other podcasts saying, "Can't you just picture Triple H having this conversation with like?" any other guy that they recently brought back into the fold, like Bruno San Martino or something like that, we can make you live forever on the WWE Network, you know, or basically I can whip your ass or something like that. You know, maybe not to that extent, but um, Triple H is awesome at, at this. Like, he's just pretty much since 2013, his his promos, you know, have taken a step up from the game uh and Triple H uh, and all that stuff. <laughs> so promo stuff, yeah, definitely. <clears throat> um, I know. I was excited to see the bat. Um, 
Would you have ever predicted that Triple H would be the one to face Sting, like, first? Well, it, a lot of it just comes down to time. Like, Triple H is the only guy that's still around. Uh, you know, Austin, you know, he's done. Uh, Rock, he's in Hollywood. So it was like, what, what, who, else, who else would be left? Who else would you rather see him fight than, you know, than who else would, I mean, obviously you can come up with the Undertaker thing, but yeah. like that's probably next year. At some point, you know, like if they didn't ruin Kane to death, you know, they could have gave him Kane at a certain point. But Kane versus Sting? Yeah. Like in what year? Uh, can't be now. Can't no, be now. it can't be. They've, no, they've ruined him now. Ain't no Kane, bitch. <laughs> Ain't no Kane. Um, but I, I don't know. Undertaker got old on the fly, I guess. So I guess it is Triple H is a good guy to face him. Um, well, I mean, you know, the, the, the whole thought is, okay, it's going to be next year's thing in Undertaker because it's going to be in Dallas. Um, and then you look at, okay, well, Undertaker, obviously he's a Texas guy. And then, you know, Sting, Sting had a stop in uh, world class. So that kind of, you know, fits with the whole Dallas thing. But um, so like how, what I'm gathering from this is we're doing this whole WCW versus WWE thing. Is WWE yeah. the de facto heel in this? Yes. Why? Because Triple H is a heel. I, it. Hold on, I'll give you another. I'll give you another reason uh, why. We just spent the first fifteen minutes of this podcast <laughs> talking about like this man and his bad decision making and why like people being turned off and stuff like that are being just feeling de- defeated. Like heels are supposed to make you feel defeated. Yeah. Um, In this situation, like they're always the good guy. Why can't they be the bad guy this one time or most of the time they're the good guy? Why can't they be the bad guy just this one other time? He, he's he's flying this flag for WCW, but it's like that that y'all lost, bro. It ain't <laughs> it really ain't too much to fight for now. <laughs> well, is I don't think it's as much. I don't think it's actually a, he's fighting for WCW. I think the story is like just like the vignette they showed on Monday Night Raw is he was basically like the crusader that fought for the for the right of what was going on inside of WCW. Right now, he's fighting for the right of what's going on inside of. WWE, whereas you can't like the end up, he did, he stopped on NWO from running a muck for a certain amount of time, or who's fighting NWO like right now he's fighting the Authority, who's running a muck on the main roster of WWE, like holding down guys like uh, Dolph Ziggler. Like I, I think I said last week, but I'll add to it. Like Sting is is fighting for Dolph Ziggler the way that, that Kanye West fights for Beyonce at award shows. <laughs> like, just, like nah, oh oh, there's injustice and there's Dolph Ziggler. I'm there. All right, or Cena. Let me pull. Let me let me pull on the jacket and let's go. Let's That's do this. Funny. That that'd be awesome. Days you thing like that. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. A- anytime somebody I'm... about to get buried. Nope. Here's Sting. <laughs> like he's the moral conscience of the WWE now. Apparently, so he's like, like WWE's um, ombudsman. Like, do they have to do anything else for this feud to like turn it up a little bit or? Or like, how can they keep this exciting? Um, I mean, I, if I were them, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hit this every single week. Um, honestly, because uh, given what 
they have to do to get this Orton or Rollins thing going. <clears throat> like Triple H and Stephanie's like attention need to be like that that there. They also need to be there for uh, you know contract signings or whatever between Reigns and Lesnar and Heyman um, on TV. So like they might touch that two more times mm-hmm. before WrestleMania, but it doesn't need to be anything more than that. If it were me, because it's like it's already been done. Like we, we they have yeah, we the video know the story. package pretty much. Like they have the video package. Speaking of video packages, like I just want them to ex- expand on. And now there's the game. I, I want them to expand on that just a little bit. Um, I I would say the only thing they would probably need to do is um they need to have they need to, one they need to have like a better way of explaining why why Sting is actually literally here. Like yeah. everything like everything on Triple H is in as far as why he wants Sting out. That's established. They need, they need to explain why Sting is actually Yeah, because he's doing a lot of assuming. Like, like, he's assuming Sting showed up on behalf of WCW and all that. Like, Sting might be yeah. there for a completely different reason that they haven't Correct. said yet. Which, yeah, that was the explanation I gave. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think they need to go with the fact that he needs to be the moral conscious of WWE the way he was when he was Avenger for Sting, or for WCW. Like, and then they need, they need one run-in where uh, Triple H ends up on top going over on uh, Sting show like it's been a back and forth as opposed to Sting's or Triple H just getting his ass kicked. So right. they need that those two things. So I think they only need two more things with them for the video package. Cool. We're gonna move along to Bray Wyatt versus The Undertaker. At any point did you think The Undertaker was in that casket? Honestly, yes, but I was around y'all and you you guys are like we all we're all together, we're all trying to throw out what could possibly be what's going on next. Yeah. I so think I, I, I think I said, watch Bray Wyatt be in the casket. Like by the time by the time <laughs> we saw the casket get halfway to the ring, you said Bray Wyatt's in that casket. And I was like, Yeah, you probably and then in my mind I was like, Damn it, Rich, he probably is. Why you why would you ruin this for me, man? Look, I didn't know. You know, like I am just I was just throwing shit out there. You threw it out there and I was like because at first I like, went, maybe it is Undertaker, you know. And then all of a sudden, once he said it's wide, I was like, I mean, I was like, yeah, that's definitely wide in there because it would make no sense for Undertaker <laughs> being there because he they they did a casket thing with Lesnar last year when Undertaker was in a casket. So why would they do it two years in a row? I was like, oh yeah, it's definitely wide. And while I was in, there, I was like, damn it, Rich. Yeah. Um, he uh, like, what are your expectations for this? Because they're saying that they're going to keep. Undertaker out until WrestleMania. So we're going to be hearing Wyatt babble for weeks and weeks and weeks and have his script sitting inside the coffin where no one can see it. <laughs> That's what I, I um, tweeted that. Like, <laughs> I uh, I don't know. Like, you know how it goes with Wyatt. Like, you know, you, like who knows what they do with him? We'll see. Like, uh, I would will, will say if I were them, I would, I would put him in a couple matches in the lead-up to let him actually, like, Remind people like he's actually a real threat to Undertaker, even in a you know, like prove like yeah, I can beat, I can look really strong, and Undertaker just got his ass whooped a year ago, so I definitely can do this. They, they need to like remind people. They need to let Bray Wyatt have some casket matches. Oh my god! And just, like handicap casket matches, just squash bums, like just kill them. Um, will a loss hurt Bray Wyatt at all? No. I don't think so either. Seeing as how he's only lost one feud ever, 
and just wrestling the Undertaker like he's pretty much the new Undertaker anyway. So, yeah, and that hurts to say, but he is. Um, would you rather Undertaker not wrestle this year? Just just roll it over to WrestleMania 32. Uh, I will right now get, okay, do I want to see him or, okay, I'll say this. I would probably rather see Daniel Bryan versus Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan or versus Bray Wyatt versus Undertaker. I'll say it to you like that. So, like, if this were to free up, so if I were to move that 20 minute or 20, 30 minutes off of the card and give it and like reallocate it, like those minutes to something else, I'd right. probably go with that. But, I mean, at this point, I guess, like, I'll, I'll just take The Undertaker because, like, we're probably going to see him twice ever again. So, yeah. Right. Um, Randy Orton is back. The Viper has returned and been instantly neutered. Um, <laughs> it's pretty much, they're setting him up to basically turn all rounds at some point. Uh, they're like doing a, a right job dragging it out, but. A slow burn, six uh, a six week slow burn turn. I don't. Okay, whatever. Like Randy Orton already came back whooping guys' ass. Like, and the crowd was hot. They're like, "Hold on, y'all ain't allowed to cheer yet. Like, we want to show, we want to do it, you know, on our terms." So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what it looks like. I know the match, the end result is gonna be good. So I'm not really worried about that feud. Did you see uh, K side seats on uh, SB Nation? Uh, they're chronicling, uh, recapping Raw and talking specifically like the the main like the headline of the uh, story. Do you see it? No. <laughs> it says, "I hear voices in my head." Open parentheses and their stupid close parentheses. <laughs> it, it, I actually it really did see was that. Just like it was just dumb. It was just dumb. Speaking of dumb, um, Dean Ambrose is also very dumb. Uh, um. I guess the Lunatic Fringe, you know, falls to like 0-7 or 0-8 on pay-per-view. Like, this is worse than Jericho. Man, Buddy is just... Exploding TVs. Call it Kelly Bundy. Like, he is just... Ugh. Ugh. I... I, Like, I... Why why do that to him? Like, like, I don't know if they're trying to book him to be like a Mick Foley slash... uh, um, um, blanking on the name from ECW. Um, but like, is this whole thing is like he's supposed to be a guy that he's supposed to be a guy that garners attention that never is supposed to win? He's not doing a lot of winning, and it's oh, I think it's gonna hurt Tommy, him. Tommy Dreamer, that's what I'm thinking of. Like Tommy wow. Dreamer was saying, like he was never supposed to win the ECW title. He never wanted to, but they had to put it on because Taz was leaving. Or whatever, right? Uh-huh. So it's like his whole thing is he's supposed to be this guy that's supposed to like make you like this crazy guy, this crazy lovable guy that like gets in all these shenanigans and then he like he you know he sets his target on somebody and he fights him and then he always comes up short. Is that his thing? He's gonna be the guy that always comes up short to people? I sure hope not because he was hotter than the sun in October during the death period of WWE last year. Like he was hotter yeah. than the sun, like and he can you know, I think he's just a victim of circumstance. Like, he's on the outside looking in, like, as far as anything major going into WrestleMania. So, look for him to he's, break back out in the summer. You know, when there's no Undertaker, there's no Sting, there's no, uh, you know, Triple H. 
You know, he'll he'll break out. These are some real shitty circumstances they throwing in. Because it's, it's one thing when it's like, okay, so lumberjack match, fantastic. You're losing. <laughs> <laughs> not a ch- you're not going to be on Night of Champions, right? You're going to like, I think, did, he, did, he, did he? Did he? Yeah, you're going to do the movie, right? Okay. Or did he show up at Night of Champions? Yeah, he showed yeah, he up. He showed up in the cab. Showed up in the cab. Didn't pay the didn't pay the fare. Gets yeah. out, chases uh, chases him. Right? Okay, fine, whatever. Comes out about to is about to you know do whatever to uh, Roman or not sorry Seth Rollins with the uh, cinder block. Bray Wyatt comes out and fucks up a great match. Like goes out there. Survivor Series and DQs because he wants to DQs against uh, Wyatt because he wants to hit him with a chair. Yeah, it's supposed to be uh, come over to the dark side. Like, what do you mean? I'm already on the dark side, dummy. Hold <laughs> this. Uh, I'm like, don't don't you know I'm local? Like, what would you do? Uh, go to TLC. I don't even remember what they did. Oh yeah, I remember, now I remember the the fucking flat screen. I just yes, yes, t- <laughs> exploding TVs right in the face. You know, maybe you should unplug that first, Dean. No, I'm all right. In Royal Rumble, he makes the final, or he made the. He was the fifth guy. He was a you know fifth guy that he gets thrown out by Big Show and Kane. And now this, like that man, don't win on pay per view, man. Like if you pay, like if people are paying money, if people are paying money to tune in specifically just for a special event, he's not winning. He's just not. And I don't know why. Um, Well. Unless he's with the shield, unless he's with you know Rain, the powerhouse and the architect, he's not winning. He's he better try to, to win. I guess he, he better go try to reunite with uh, Roman. <laughs> Do something um, to give Divas a chance. We had a thirty-second Divas match on Raw, and it sparked outrage um, on the IWC and Twitter, and even Rolling Stone wrote an article just about it. I just read um, about an hour ago. Um, yeah. Uh, this thing's like pretty huge. Like AJ Lee came at Stephanie's neck on Twitter. Um, well, wait before you get to that, talk about like the um the Roman or the Roman Stones article. Like, what did it what did it go over? Uh, well, they basically said oh. a lot of the stuff that you know we've all pretty much said online here. It didn't, it didn't like provide context, like a history of women's wrestling as far as in WWE. It didn't do any of that, or did it do with that? Um, I'm pulling it up again right now. But just like just like the fact that like that got to yeah it's called NXT where the women work like and they're gotcha. basically it's focusing on the developmental branch and they're actually you know they're finding success with a novel concept actually letting female wrestlers wrestle and treating them like yeah. you know people and then they talk about the success of it and juxtaposed to what's happening on the main roster with the divas yeah right? I'm assuming yeah gotcha I'm gonna check it out. Um, and it's, it's pretty much like, you know, and then they recapped a bunch of the happenings of NXT, but they, they've got to find, they have more women's talent now than ever. Um, you know, I may have been, I may have missed a couple years where they were extremely loaded as well, but right now, you know, I, I don't think any, the interest was there as the interest is there now. Like the demand is clearly there. But and I think that the man actually started from the fact that like that uh, I feel like what happened was the Divas division took off with like when NXT I think what happened was 
people were just content with okay, they they normally have girls that there are people just they're just out there just to be out there or not to actually serve a real purpose other than to fill time. And then uh, NXT, you know, blew up. And then you see how they make use of the women in this more like a, hey, dude, like they're doing this on the, on developmental. Why the hell aren't y'all doing this on the main roster? I think that's what happened. I think it was more like the light bulb went off for people. Yeah. Like, you're just like, wait a second. This can actually be done. And like, you actually have women on the roster that we've seen showcase that they can, they, you know, they can do stuff where they can, you know, flash brilliance. So like, why aren't you guys, you know, utilizing this, 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 all of this talent that you have, like, you clearly um, have an embarrassment of riches on the men and women's roster, and you come with all these like struggling issues, especially in, like the last third of this year, the last half of the year. Like maybe you should like do less segments and do more women's wrestling for more than five minutes. They should try it because they have you know waiting in the wings. They have you know the number one women's wrestler going in Charlotte, and I think a lot of people are gonna be mad. And Sasha Banks. And Sasha Banks. That like the, the thing is like you have like girls that can wrestle like men. You yeah. know what I mean? And, I and obviously, you know, I don't mean it like <clears throat> they women wrestle in a certain particular way. That's not that makes it less entertaining. I'm saying like you've seen some of the stuff that they do on NXT, and it's like, oh my god, it's like, like that's I don't creative. The last time, like I don't remember the last time I saw you know, a woman on, on the main roster, take a bump like that, or do, or, you know, or think of this kind of stuff. Like they come up with like cool ways to finish matches and whatever, or, you know, navigate how they're going to get through the match, but they never come up with like stuff. that's just like jaw dropping on a consistent basis compared to the, the women on NXT. And it's, it's like, it's, you know, these are like triple H. He's in charge of NXT and he's also on raw every single Monday. Like, Obviously, he's not necessarily in charge the same way, but it's like, what's going on? Why is it like... It's like they have so to see this stuff. Like they, have to, they, like, they have to be seeing this stuff. They have three hours, you know, and then they have yeah. two more hours on SmackDown. I mean, I know SmackDown doesn't get the same viewership, but, you know, throw, right. a, throw a, a 12 or a, thir- a two, two commercial uh, page and Nikki match on there, you know, and, and let them go. You know, let them hit each other. Yeah. Let it, let some false finishers happen. You know, yeah, what, what's I'm the last watching. false finish you see in a Divas match? Uh, pay per view. It's all, it's only pay per view. Yeah. Um, I think honestly, uh, the last now, like since we started back watching, right? So since like 2011, middle, like the middle of 2011, I think I may have, I think I've watched every Raw set for probably less than ten. I don't recall ever seeing a match that they had with the Divas that went through a commercial break. Mm-hmm. Like, that's an yeah, issue. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember either. Yeah, and, and you know, like, obviously, I, I, I'm one of the people that always like, well, if you're Vincent Susual, what would you do? Is like, well, yeah, I understand, but if that's the case, you need to let some of these women go then. All right, I was just cutting checks for nothing. It's like, what's the point of having all these women on the card if you're only going to use them in a certain stance and, like, or use them in a certain position for so, so much? Like, if you're only going to use them if you get squashed in 30 seconds, and like, okay. And he probably like, just sees a, it as, as advertisement for Total Divas. 
And, you know, the show was going really well for a long time, but the show's kind of coming off the, uh, the wheels are kind of coming off it now. So it's like, man, why don't we get back to doing what we know how to do best rather than, you know, pimping these girls out for the E! Network television? Uh, I mean, your, 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 like, your questions, like, I don't, I don't, I don't. There's no, I don't know what the answer is. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's always just one of the things. It's just, it's just such a head scratcher, this whole thing. Like a 30 second match. Come on now. Yeah. That's, that's bullshit. Um, like it's, just, it's such a head scratcher, such a head scratcher. So, um, the news broke about probably about two or three hours before, um, we started going live, but, uh, Rey Mysterio was officially gone from the WWE. Um, so marking pretty much his departure from major, um, promotions in North American wrestling. Um, yeah. There's only one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it, this is it. Uh, how, how will you remember him, James? I mean, uh, I will always remember him as like the, the most ridiculous, incredibly talented athletic wrestler I've ever seen in my life. Period. Point blank. There's not, there's no one even as close. Um, the greatest high flyer ever. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's not even close. Like, the stuff, I, you know, I, I actually went on, I think I was telling you about this. I was on a um, 1996 pay-per-view, a Rey Mysterio 96 binge, um, probably a month or so ago. And it was just like, I was going through, uh, I was on, I think it was, inter- it was basically IMDB for wrestling. Uh, and I was just looking through his match, like his pay-per-views from when he start, got to, like just showed up randomly at, on a pay-per-view in 96 uh-huh. and going through all his matches. And like every single one is four star or better. Every single pay-per-view match he's on. And I was going through from like 96 all the way through um, to like 98 or whatever. Um, and I also went on and watched some of the Nitros he did with like Dean Malenko match when they were still, um, they were still at a, uh, the Magic Kingdom. Yep. And it's just like, dude, just unbelievable. Just, there's, there's, I've never seen, like, Sin Cara, when he first came out, they were showcasing him that way. He, like, that's, that's, like, he's cool, but, like, just the fact that, like, this was happening in 1996, and he's just flipping over people left and right. Keep him. Like, his matches are just unbelievable. Like, it, it's just, that was always my, that was just, I can't even, like, I can't even put in the word, I, the words don't describe how great he was, just period. Yeah, uh, and he has so many, like, great opponents, like, him being small really didn't, it didn't really, it didn't feel like he was ever, you know, not good enough to win, like, he always had a chance. Uh, whether underdog. Whether he was fighting against, like, Ultimo Dragon, or he was fighting Eddie Guerrero, who he routinely owned, um, he, yeah. he he, whether he's fighting Chris Jericho, him and Jericho had a lot of awesome matches. Um, yeah, I remember him uh, getting a shot at Flair at one point, and it, it was just like, wow, Rey Mysterio and Ric Flair are wrestling for the title on Monday Nitro. Um, and then he comes to WWE and he starts having, you know, they start him in the cruiserweight, you know, ranks, and you know that kind of burns out. But he quickly starts rising. And he's a great opponent for pretty much anyone. I, my my last great Ray Mysterio moment will probably be him versus Cena um, on you know the night CM Punk came back, and yeah. it was just like wow, you know 
I'm going to miss him. You know, I, I, I've, you know, had my um, issues with Ray, you know, some, sometimes with the believability of him. But the six one, like the, your main issue with the six one nine is a completely unbelievable move as far as like, it's just a, it's just a canned move. Like, okay, anything would get me to get this dude, like to put his arms and sho- put his arms and shoulders over the second rope to where I can run up and, and kick him in the face. Yeah. With two feet. Yeah, I, I understand. Yeah. Um, but I think what happened, you know, it got to a point where like, well, at a certain point, because of how innovative it was, like everybody, you know, in Scott Steiner, like everybody was doing, you know, her and Conrana, So it's like, I can't have that be a finisher. Yeah. Necessarily. Cause it was, remember he was using it like a, like he was using it as a, as a into a roll up or not a roll up, but like a, a pin, a pin um, situation after that. Hold on. Um, I just got a notification. The Intercontinental title will be defended at WrestleMania in a multi-man ladder match. Wow. The number of participants and the identity of the challengers will be revealed in the coming weeks. Please don't let Daniel (laughs) Bryan be in this this match. So, like, they're also going to have the Battle Royal too, aren't they? Yes. This is just... (laughs) This is so (laughs) adjacent. They just... Like, okay, whatever. Like, if I'm way, if I'm bad news Barrett, I have to feel screwed, don't you? This is a kayfabe question. Don't you have to feel screwed if you're bad news Barrett? Yeah, um, if you're Barrett, you're like, man, y'all gave me this belt just to put me in a ladder match. Really? I got, I got to do this. I don't know, man. Okay. Yeah. Um, what? Back to Rey Mysterio. Was Rey Mysterio maximized, you know, as a talent? Um, no. Because, in a, in a weird way, um, he was treated better than a lot of the cruiserweights were in WCW. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go back and listen to the commentary, you know how they used to always do when it came to um, the cruiserweight matches and whatever, and in the first hour of Nitro or whatever, where they would just constantly talk about what was happening in the main event yep. leading up to, you know, throughout the entire night. But... During Ray's matches, like when when Dusty Rose and Bobby Heenan would, would talk about him, they would talk about him like he was a legitimate player, like he was actually a draw. Yeah. Right. So from there, uh, it was all the time. Every you know, after like their first two two pay per view matches, they like, oh, we have gold here. Um, I remember specifically where I think he won the Intercontinental or the Intercontinental, the uh, Cruiserweight title off of Malenko on Nitro, and they they, they showed like a video, a small little video package about how like. He's almost like, uh, in a way, like the the guy that grab the guy that gravity forgot, like Eric, like Adrian Neville, but, but way back then, yeah, yeah, <laughs> back then, he, like he was all like he can do anything in the and air. It's right? like so, I don't know. Neville does a lot of dope stuff now, but if you just like comparatively speaking, the vacuum and for the era, like he not, wasn't on Ray's level, like for oh, what it was then. Ain't doing stuff that Ray was doing back back before Ray like hurt his knees. Um. But uh, I'll say this, you know, the height, the height in the long run, over the long run, might have been the best thing for him because he was so small that he could play underdog to anybody and it was always compelling storytelling in the ring. So, like, in the long run, the fact that, like, the athleticism and the talent came through for him, but the package also helped him in the long run, like, after WCW, when he showed, like, you know, and 
as he gets later in his, later in his career with WCW or WWE, and you know he's moving merchandise and people are buying the mask like that. that right. And Eric Bischoff off. once took the mask off him, you know. <laughs> <laughs> his thought process was, well, he has no face. Like, people aren't going to buy a guy that they can't see his face. It's like, well, all right. We see why they went out of business. <laughs> like, um, you don't understand. That's a piece of merchandise you can buy as colorful. Like, I don't think WCW were bought. I'm almost sure they weren't selling the mask back then because that's back when he was wearing, like, the full mask. Yeah. Like, that full attached, mask where he had the that, Yeah. All of it was attached. Some, sometimes it was attached to what he was actually, like, when he wore the full suit. It was attached to the suit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but give him, give him a couple matches from Ray before uh, we get up out of here. Well, I mean, the first one, like, if you haven't seen his, um, is it 97 Halloween Havoc or 98? 97, 97. Right? Yeah, if you haven't seen 97, I don't know what to tell you. You need to get to it and watch that. Um, like, I was, I was having a conversation with, I think either you or Josh and I was saying, like, if you were going to show a person that's never watched wrestling a match that, in, like, just to grab their attention and it's not like, you know, hell in the cell, fully going over the top rope as a regular rules match, that would be on the short list of greatest matches for someone to see because you see the athleticism of wrestling, you see the, you know, the storytelling, you see the, um, the stakes involved with the championship, and you, you know, yeah. and also the fact that it was championship versus t- mask. Like you see, you know, him and Eddie were just going nuts, and some of the stuff Eddie and Ray were doing just unbelievable. Like Eddie, like Eddie could have made one false step, and Ray could have broke his neck. Uh, and vice versa. In a couple of occasions, yeah, <laughs> in a couple of occasions, yeah, it's just unbelievable. Um, I'll I would say, say, I'll say check know, out his triple threat match where he actually won the world heavyweight title at WrestleMania 22. That's exactly um, what I was going to say next. Also, um, check out him and Kurt Angle from SummerSlam 2002. Yeah, uh, his stuff with ultra, like any of his any of his any of his pay per view matches ninety six through ninety eight on WCW, like anything any like it didn't matter who it was whether it was somebody you never heard of, like Super Calo or it was Ultimate Dragon or was Psycho especially Psychosis his matches yeah, Psychosis were nuts. that's like his Jerry Lynn to Rob Van Dam. Yeah. It's, um, the ECW match in particular, the two out of three falls. I think I think Psychosis actually wins that match. But doesn't matter, like <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Like they're, they're crazy. Uh, it's just the dude was just amazing. Um, yeah, I, yeah, just yeah. There's nothing else to say. Just do like just just scroll, just just click it, just click on YouTube and then and see for yourself. Yeah. Uh, well, this is One Nation Radio. We're gonna get up out of here. Uh, make sure you guys hit us up on Twitter at One Nation Radio. Send us an email, radio one nation at gmail.com. Don't send us any spam emails either. I got one the other day, <laughs> which is, it was like, send your info for $850 million. I was like, no. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna try to get back here um, late in the week every week, whether it's a Thursday or Friday. Uh, I, I figured out it's pretty doable. So um, we're going to have in a couple weeks uh, Chad Matthews, uh, who wrote the – he's a writer for WhatCulture.com and as well as Lords of Pain. Um, he wrote the WrestleMania era book. He just re- re-released it. Um, and it's like pretty much like the book of basketball uh, from Bill Simmons where he ranks players' greatness in a pyramid – and from 90 through 1, Chad Matthews does it, and it's like probably one of – he's one of my – 
influences. He's been writing online for, you know, a really long time. Uh, he's been cool enough to come on the podcast and, you know, he'll, he'll anytime I have a random question just about anything wrestling, he's always been cool about it. So, um, James, make sure you, you check out that book if you haven't already. Like, we've talked about it a bunch, but um, I put it in the Kindle thing. Um, but we're going to have him on and um, look out for some big things during this WrestleMania season. Make sure you check out the article I put out, 10 Most um, Hilarious Moments in WrestleMania History. It's on PW Mania r- right now. Um, got anything to add, James? No. Oh, uh, one thing. At what point do you think Ray will be in the WWE Hall of Fame? Ray Mysterio should they should put him in this year. Why not? I I agree. Like he's a, clearly a first ballot guy, but I'm saying like word like at what point do you think they you know he was he was he was he's, you he's know he's, he's going for his for a while. They didn't want to let him go, and they finally let him go. Though he'll probably end up within the next three years because they'll start running out of guys pretty much mm-hmm. before you know. Guys like Undertaker retire and stuff like that. Like they'll go through a little dry period, and I think Ray will get us called in. Okay. But besides that, anything to add, James? No, nah, that's all. All right. This is One Nation Radio. Peace. Later. <laughs>